This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. It's Friday the 17th of September. It's just gone 6 o'clock. It's news time. Mansfield Town defender James Perch is out for the rest of the season. It's time to share our reactions on the show for the fans, by the fans. Why? Because Mansfield matters. Stags defender James Perch then has been confirmed to be ruled out for the remainder of the season. A scanner has revealed a fractured skull on the 35-year-old defender. Let us know your thoughts on his injury. We'll be here for the next 15 minutes or so to talk about what that means for the remainder of the campaign and give our reaction to the news that James Perch will miss the remainder of the 2021-2022 campaign and further highlight Mansfield's problem at the back. Let us know your thoughts in the comments right now and have your say on your team. I'm Craig Priest and joining me on the Mansfield Matters podcast extra time tonight is Clive Parkin. We'll be giving our reaction to the injury news of James Perch. Let us know your thoughts in the comments as the Stags prepare to face Rochdale and the remainder of the season without their star centre central defender. for the Stags to have taken. He's out, of course, for the remainder of the season. Joining me virtually to talk about it tonight is Clive Parkin. Clive, 
it is, like we say, an absolutely devastating blow, um, especially for him. We'll be here talking about it for the next 15, 20 minutes or so. We knew he'd be out for a while. We knew there was a scan going to be going on, but I don't think anybody could have perhaps predicted that it would be his uh, season over. No, it's bad news for the lad, bad news for the club. Um, I have to say, I'm not totally surprised. The way that we were getting no information about how long he was likely to be out suggested to me that the the injury was far more serious than you would imagine. Um, and obviously, he's taken proper medical advice and the, the club is playing, he's doing the right thing by looking after his welfare first. But uh, it never rains, but it pours, does it, Craig? No, it certainly it certainly is pouring on Mansfield Town at the moment. Uh, even an umbrella won't stop it, will it? It's uh, it's a very difficult one to take. Um, let's first and foremost read out the full statement which was released by the club um, earlier um, today. Of course, they put that on their, their Facebook page and things like that as well and uh, on their website. Let's read what the uh, official statement says or I will when it loads up on my screen. Do you know what? I had it ready as well, and uh, I've just gone to load it up, and now it's just an absolute blank page. So uh, that's typical of me. As always, get your comments uh, coming in as well, and let us know your thoughts uh, on the news. Uh, Defender James Perch, this is the uh, the statement, has been ruled out for the season after a scan revealed a fractured skull. The 35-year-old suffered the injury during a training session last month following an innocuous aerial challenge. The former Newcastle United player has been in excellent form in his first four games of the season. For the Stags. Manager Nigel Clough said it's a dev- it's devastating news for both James and ourselves. It's a massive blow. As we've said all along, we cannot take any chances with this type of injury and are being completely guided by the specialists. We'll do everything we can to support James throughout his rehabilitation. Uh, Perch himself said, I feel gutted to learn that I won't be able to step onto the pitch again this season and help the team. I also feel so disappointed not to play in front of the Stag supporters again in 2021-22 on their first season back inside the ground and was hoping for a really productive campaign for my hometown club. I'd like to thank the medical staff at the club, the manager and his staff, my family and the Stags fans for their support and well wishes. I remain positive as possible and uh, as one of those experienced players in the squad, I'll be doing my utmost to support the boys in and around the training ground on a daily basis. The club will offer its unreserved support to James throughout his rehabilitation period. So obviously, you know, the, the club We'll look after James Perch. They'll uh, look after his best interests and things like that. But uh, first and foremost, it is a huge blow for the squad itself, Clive, because you're not just an experienced player as part of the 11 on match day. It's every single day on the training pitch. And, you know, he'll he'll be in and around it still. I'm sure he'll be popping in and around the, the, the training ground and getting involved. But to not have that experienced head there is a, is, is a huge, huge blow, especially for those younger players coming through. Absolutely. I mean, the, the first team squad is has struggled like crazy in his absence. So you can't overestimate the value to the team in this particular year. Um, we never expected to get more than a, a year out of him anyway. He's at the stage of his career where he should be thinking about transition. And um, mm. I think this is just going to nudge him into that transition sooner rather than later. Um, it is very disappointing but for everybody concerned. And, uh, you know, I don't think it was a surprise that he was in the dugout for the under-23 game the other week. I think uh, he's probably now starting to think about his future. Uh, personally, I'd love to see him stay at the club in some form or other. Um, but moving on from that, I mean, the club is, the team is in a little bit of a mess at the moment. We are desperately short of good quality midfield, uh, centre defenders. Uh, without perks, the problem is just exacerbated. 
So it's going to be very interesting to see who clubs picks for the uh, the two vital central roles tomorrow. I've got my opinion, but I think we uh, we have to believe that he'll have got the, the team scrapping, and that's what they've got to do now is to scrap. And the hole they were trying to dig out themselves out of a week ago has got a bit deeper in the in the week. Um, so let's see. Yeah, let's certainly see. I, I certainly think that. <sighs> As horrible of a negative as it is to say, his injury will could actually help to you know see a bit of a reaction tomorrow. More on that in a second. Let's go to some of your comments. Uh, Paul says, "Gutted for the lad. Uh, that could now be it. Uh, it could now be that he will call time in his career as well." Uh, Jim says, "Hammer blow, but at least we know where we stand now." Uh, Mark says, uh, "Really gutted for him and the team. We're up against it before. Now I think." Our chances of turning it round with these players we have is almost zero. Um, Keith says, "Good evening, guys. Back in uh, in contact from Thurso. Absolutely gutted for James. I'm sure the Stags will look after him, take care, and stay safe. Uh, and you, my friend, um, as well." Uh, Elaine says, "Such a shame, James Perch. Speedy recovery. Come on, team, rally together. Let's turn this season around for James. Come on, you Stags." Um, uh, Tara's uh, asks, uh, uh, says this makes our business in the latest window look even worse and possibly explains why it seems as though as if we rushed from the outside looking in. This season looks to be coming off the rails quicker than probably any of us could have uh, imagined. Important, Clive, not to get bogged down too much in the negative. I do think, though, that it does highlight um, what poor business we did in the transfer window. And I was thinking about this a little bit more um today actually in terms of why we waited i know we spoke about it a lot more on um on wednesday's podcast which of course you can go back and and listen over we we're not going to go into too much discussion on it but i think it's really important again to highlight that i know the pool of you know defenders that are available out there as free agents nigel clough has said maybe little and the ability might not be there but with perch now definitely ruled out there is a space in the squad and we need to go and fill it. And I don't think we can afford to wait until January to, to go and sign a player who's already at another club. We've got to fill, fill this space, even if it's on a, on a short-term deal. Yeah, I understand why you're saying that for, but I mean, the reality is, and I think I agree with one of the comment, comments you've just read out, is that the, we've got this central defence now because of panic purchase. And if we're going to go fishing in the free agents now, it's just more panic purchasing as far as I can see. I mean, we may be lucky. We may find a gem. But uh, you'd have thought if the gem's out there, someone have already, somebody will have already gone for them. Um, uh, to be more positive, you've got to assume that this new lad, Narty, will start to play better. Um, I think he'll, he'll get another chance. I'm not sure about uh, the other character in, in question. I think we... Uh, we, we, we've probably seen the last of him, all things being equal. But um, the, 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 the the hole that's been created by Perch hasn't been filled in any way, shape or form. And I think, arguably, you couldn't have filled it. Mm. Um, I, I'm more critical of the uh, of the management for letting players go that would, at this, at this stage, have been useful. And I'm thinking specifically of many A's. Um, I thought he, he got it in him. I, th- I certainly think he's better than Narty and uh, Hewitt. But, you know, he's gone and we can't drag him back until January if, if, in fact, we do then. So we've got to find a way through this now. It's just, there's, you know, there's 20-odd players in the squad. They've just got to work their guts out and, and, and give everything they can. And I think that means putting more into the game than was witnessed again when they played Warsaw. 
I mean, I would love to see the, you know, the actual EFL uh, wording and the FA wording on bringing players back because I know there is certainly with, with goalkeepers, you can have sort of special, you've got the recall clauses. I know sometimes you can't access the, then activate the recall clauses until January. But surely if a, a player has been ruled out for the season, you've got cause to potentially recall one of those players. I think, you know, you're probably more likely to want to call recall Mane Yese, um because he's a, a cent- central defender. But I honestly, hand on heart, don't see Nigel Clough doing that. I think he's content to just go with what we've got and just sort of hold his hands up and say, um, you know, these are the cards we've been dealt. This is the hand that we've got to play with and we've got to make the make the best of it. I think we've just got to, uh, I think we, we might have to accept that. But for me, if I was in Nigel Clough's shoes, if I was in David Sharp's shoes, the, the CEO and, uh, and the secretary's shoes, I would be looking into the FA ruling, looking into the um, uh, the possibilities of, of, of recalling one of the two because, you know, if there's nothing out there in terms of free agents that are good enough, yet we're sending our other players out who are potentially good enough to play League 2 because they've proven it at other clubs. Yeah, I, I mean, in, in defence of Mr Clough and co, he didn't predict what's happened to, have, to, to to go to happen. I mean, I think what we've, we've found ourselves is in a set of circumstances that nobody predicted. But, you know, we, he left our bench pretty empty in the, those vital areas by doing what he did. Now, the argument is that it was done to... It, to keep the the numbers right, the financial numbers right, and I think you can't underestimate the importance of that. But it does leave us very exposed, and I think uh, where we are now is not of anybody's making. But we we look to the manager and his team to find a solution to this, and I sincerely think that the only solution we've now got is to start try players who are not specifically recruited to play in those weak positions in those positions for a couple of weeks. And I'm thinking specifically of. Uh, of, of putting uh, Hawkins into the centre of defence. We've all spoken about it and sometimes with a little bit of a, a wry smile, but there's a lot of sense in it if there's no confidence amongst the centre pair already. But we'll see. We'll, we'll know when the team's announced. Yeah, we certainly will. I actually think that given today's news, Nigel Clough and his team may well be, be sitting down this evening and, and having a little think about what they can do going forward. The, the problem you've got is... You know, he's come out and said that of the defenders we've got available at the moment, and that, and let's be clear on who they are. That's Elliot Hewitt, Richard Narty, and Farron Rawson. Of those defenders, central defenders which we've got available at the moment, Clough has come out and said that the best defender out of those three is not one of those three. It is in fact Ollie Hawkins, the centre forward. Now he's he's he yet again, his- yet again, he's slammed his players publicly by saying that. Yeah, and it may, I can understand a reasoning behind it in some senses because it does, in one way, shape, or form, create a reaction. Sometimes it's a negative reaction, sometimes it's a positive reaction. If you were a player, what Clough will no doubt be wanting to, to do by saying that is he'll be wanting to, those players to hear it and be wanting those players to go and prove him wrong and, and let the football do the talking. But if you've come out and said that, what you need to do then is you need to back what you've said. And you need, if you've said that he's the best central defender, then play him there. Now, the the horrible thing, the horrible situation you've got with that is he's probably also our best striker because he, he dictates the way we play in some respects in terms of dropping deep to, to collect the ball, being the, the target man. 
you've got to maybe look at bringing Jordan Bowery back in there to allow him to go in there. I mean, I'm looking at the team, which I, well, I mean, I asked you and Cam on, on Wednesday for the team selection you, you'd go with. I think I was the only one out of the three which went for Hawkins at centre-half, I think. I'm not averse to putting Hawkins at centre-half. I think mm. he's got a reputation of being pretty competent in that area, but that's not why we, that's not why we recruited him. Yeah, If you I take agree. him out of our, our centre of, of the attack force that we've got, it becomes a fairly tepid um, attack. Now, either, as we said the other day, either we're going to say, let's, at all costs, get a clean sheet, or we're going to try and play football out of this. And now we've got plenty of talent in the side. We know we've got a few holes at the moment, but it just needs a win to get some confidence. And I think if you start taking the striker most likely to get a goal out of that position to fill the hole at the back, it, it, it could blow, blow up in your face because, as I said the other day, if we concede an early goal, the whole plan has gone to pop. But I think you're right about is if Clough's going to allude to him being the best central defender, then he has to play him in central defence. I think that the thing is, and you know, more than most actually on this podcast, I think I've sort of said, and it's definitely been a little bit tongue-in-cheek about Jordan Bowery going back there. Jordan Bowery's not a natural centre-half, whereas Ollie Hawkins in his career, whilst he's not an out-and-out, a natural centre-half, he has played there on a number of occasions for a number of previous clubs when we're in the situation that we're in in terms of conceding soft goals and things like that I'd be more averse to to playing him there over a Jordan Bowery but also that would then actually give Jordan Bowery the opportunity he so desperately wants to get back in the the team up top and you know like I was saying in my team selection on on Wednesday night of playing him on the left-hand side of a front three I certainly think we may see that and you know without getting into too much discussion over it I'm very much looking forward to two o'clock tomorrow when that team sheet comes out because I think it will say a lot about A, the work which Clough and his team have done in training this week and B, the way he's looking forward because we have got an extra body in there. Let's not forget about him, the, the young man who signed on loan from Stoke City on loan until January in James Forrester. Um, I think his name's James. Um, might be getting that wrong. Uh, but Forrester, it's definitely Forrester. But also he's, you know out injured for another two weeks on top of the two weeks he was originally injured and he's not yet with us. So we've got There's no guarantee. There's period. no guarantee he'll be fit at the end of that extra two weeks either. Exactly. In, you know, you don't know how long these things are, are going to take. So, and you look at the fixtures we've got and the games we've got coming up, we've got Stephen Quinn, who's the most naturally experienced head suspended for five games in the midfield different area for the pitch but you know lacks he brings that experience which James Perch also brings and which is why we're talking here tonight you know which is going to be lacking for the season so for me I, I don't think it can be anybody other than than one of those two that go into centre half it would be a gamble to put Bowery back there um, but I don't think it would be as much of a gamble to put um, uh, to put Hawkins back there no, I don't see Hawkins as an emergency. I think it has merit. I think mm. if you put Bowery back there, it would smack of desperation. And and I'd like to see Bowery firing on form again down the left-hand side of the attack because when he's on form, he's, he's, he's very, very important to us. We've not seen much of him, but there again, I don't think he's been too motivated by the way he hasn't been chosen. So we shall see. But um, yeah, we've got a player out for six games, five more games to come, although he can play, correct me if I'm wrong, he can play in the... Yes. Uh, Papa John's Trophy. Yes, he can. That's the first time you've actually alluded to it as its proper name as well. I know it was a mistake. 
it's Friday night. These things are sent to tires. Uh, Elaine's uh, raised a good question in the comments. What about bringing some of the academy players into the first team? Is that an option? There's not a lot of cent- central defenders there either. There is one name that springs to mind, um, and that is, of course, um, George Cooper, who's impressed quite often in the under-23s game and impressed during the early parts of pre-season. But again, it's a risk to, to, to put him into senior men's football when we're on the form that we're on. I wouldn't be surprised to see him play against Sheffield Wednesday in that cup game you were leader to, though. Yeah, I think the, the danger we're bringing... Uh... The younger players in in this circumstance, it's a baptism of fire. Mm. Now, it could be the making of them, but it's just as equally likely to be the breaking of them. And I, I think there's a responsibility at management level not to expose younger players to that sort of problem. Uh, you bring them in when you're playing well. We did that in the last season. If you remember, we brought two or three of the younger players in. They, they enjoyed the experience and there, were, there wasn't the pressure on them. If you bring anybody in tomorrow, there, there's a certain amount of pressure. And I yeah. Think Certainly at home as well. So I, I'm, I think he's, he's going to be fairly cautious. I, I, I can only see um, Faz and, and, and Nati in the centre of the defence, um, and I think he'll leave. Uh, I think he'll leave Hawkins where he is supposed to be. Somebody suggested that if if um, the brown stuff hits the fan, then you can quickly bring Hawkins back into that position. But by then the damage is done. And so you're taking your only chance of scoring a goal off to to minimise the score. It's, I think we have to be a bit more optimistic than that. I, I, I've got to believe that what everybody was saying about this young man from Preston, from um, Burn, Burnley, um, uh, is true. That he's got some talent and he should be able to perform well at League Two level. We've not seen it yet, um, um, and I've got to believe he, he's impressing on the on the on the training ground. Otherwise. Why would why would they include him in the in the squad? Because uh, he's had two games, one and a half of which were awful. Exactly, and yeah, that's certainly something which we'll have to look at. I mean, these players will will have been brought in in some respects as a as a last minute thing, a last minute availability to get bodies through the door. But also, the due diligence would have been done on them. You know, Clough has had Naughty before. Let's not forget that and oh, gave yeah. him his first yeah. take of, of football. So he knows what he's about. He knows what he's capable of. And I agree with you. I think he, he will come good. I just think it's that horrible time, isn't it? That horrible period in, in football, excuse me, where you start, you know, giving soft goals away. You're coming into playing with new players and, and things like that. I think the mistake actually was on Clough's behalf and that was actually throwing him in for his yes. debut a few weeks ago. They should, have put, they should yeah. have put Faz in that game and instead they put him in. Yeah, they, they didn't have enough training sessions, did he, to uh, to really get his feet underground. But, and, you know, that and Wolf, nobody that Wolf, played nobody played well at Warsaw, apart exactly. from Hawkins and the keeper. Um, so I think you, you can't really judge somebody on too small a snapshot like that. So you have to be prepared to think there's something to come. Yeah. It'll be uh, interesting to see uh, whether um, the, the uh, Rochdale uh, scouts have done their business, because if from the, from the get-go, if they fire some high balls down the middle... <laughs> they know where our weakness is. <laughs> yes, I have a, I've got a feeling we'll be talking a little bit more about that come Sunday afternoon in the Sunday <laughs> sermon. To be fair. Positively, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, you know, I am going to swing it back around now because we said we're only going to come on for like half an hour. We could easily sit here for hours and hours on end and, and talk about the situation. You can't, I, mean, I, I need some dinner. Yeah, same here. You know, I've literally just got back from work and done this. Um, you know, we're here to talk about James Perch. He's obviously been ruled out for the season, which is a huge, huge blow for us um, as well. But we've got to take what 
we've got to take the positives from it. Um, we'll talk more about Perch, I'm sure, as the seasons go on. But uh, let's round it off by by finishing about him. Let's hope that the club, you know, get behind him and give him all the support he needs because this type of injury is not one, you know, that you can, you know, physically visibly see. You know, he was on Team Talk on Knots TV the other week and looked absolutely fine and, and didn't, you know, anybody that's seen you would have just gone, why is he not playing? Um, and things like that. People might say, could it have been managed with a with a uh, one of the helmets, that sort of thing, is the medical advancements that, that could have been done. This type of injury, it, it's one of those which is unseen, but also you've got to think about the player's welfare. Is towards the back end of his career. He's, um, you know, towards, he's in his last year of his contract with the club. He'll find it difficult to find his fitness and find his feet again, um, probably once, you know, this injury is up and he gets the, the all clear from the docks to, to come back. He might, psychologically not be wanting to, to go for it as well because you've got to think about um you know people going up for headers and, and for challenges it was done in an in innocuous way in training and I just hope that the club are, are there to support him and hopefully you know we might get the opportunity now Clive to to go on and do a little bit of coaching on the, on the 23s with the first team and maybe do a bit of media as well. Yeah, that'd be good. It'd be good for the player as part of his future development. And I think his heart's in, in the in the club as well, which is a really positive thing. Um, you know, I think he thinks he's come home and I think that's a great place to be. Um, and I, I, I would like to think someone with his experience forms part of our future management team. But we'll see how that goes. I mean, the lad's got to spend a bit of time getting used to not playing. And I think the psychological challenge is not to be underestimated here. Um, you know, his, his, his entire role is that of playing a, a game of football and take that away from him. Um, it, it, it throws challenges his way and the club has to be careful. Um, I, I, somebody said, well, you know, the club at least will have insured him. Um, and then someone else said, well, you know, the, the club is owned by an insurance firm. And so uh, we're, we're only worried that he's been insured for third-party fire and theft only. Oh, I knew you were going to do that joke. <laughs> I don't know why I, I allowed this podcast to go on to allow you to do that joke, to be honest. But, they don't um, get any better yeah. than that, though, Craig. No, well, what was the one about falling off the perch or something? You're not yeah, going to do yeah. that one as well? As a, as a club season falling off the perch. Yes. Oh, dear. Absolutely are, we, are we sick as a parrot? Oh, dear. I, I honestly don't get that one, but there you go. Um, <laughs> go on. Never mind. Oh, never. I, it's, I'm it's sure an old, it's an old git joke. I'm sure you'll explain it to, to me tomorrow. Clive, thank you very much, as always, uh, for your time. I'll catch up with you tomorrow at the game and then again um, on Sunday. Uh, that's it then. That's pretty much all we've got time for. Thanks very much for joining us on uh, this little uh, mini podcast this evening. If you missed it earlier, the news that James Perch, the Stags defender, has been ruled out for the remainder of the season with a fractured skull, suffered in an innocuous way during a training session. Of course, we wish James all the very, very best. And fingers crossed that he has a speedy recovery and finds possibly a way back into playing. We will miss his influence on the pitch of that, we have absolutely no doubt. But he will, of course, be in and around his dressing room for sure. Still giving that experience, still giving that leadership and still spurring the team on. Let's rally together then tomorrow, of course. This is not news that is completely, completely negative. It's not the end of the club. It's not 
something which we need to be overly concerned about. Of course, we're concerned for his welfare and his well-being, and we'll support that all we can. But he, more than anyone else, will want to see the boys succeed. So tomorrow, let's hope that Nigel Clough delivers a very simple team talk. Go out there, get three points for the fans and for your teammate, James Perch. We'll see you again on Sunday for the Sunday Sermon as the Stags take on Rochdale at the One Course Stadium tomorrow. From all of us here at the Mansfield Matters Podcast, thanks very much for getting involved, for watching, for commenting, for sharing. And to James Perch, have a speedy recovery. days are great but there's nothing quite like playing at home the same goes for mcdonald's maximize your home ground advantage with mcdelivery order now on the mcdonald's app at participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply see mcdonald's.com when you make decisions for your company you look for the no-brainers if you have a lot of mailing to do stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.